0: Welcome to the first episode of the Business Law Roundtable podcast. I am Tiffany Ng, your host for today. I am an attorney mainly handling business and real estate litigation, but I also handle some transactions in those areas. Today, I have three awesome co-hosts here with me, Denise Field, Melissa Richards, and Valerie bentner Pale. We are all attorneys at Buckhalter, which is a full-service law firm with around 300 attorneys and offices in California, Oregon, Washington, and Arizona. We all practice in California, and I also practice in the state of Washington. Together, we represent many different kinds of businesses facing legal issues, ranging from licensing and regulatory matters, business disputes, equipment leasing, creditors' rights, and insolvency, just to name a few. So I'm going to start this podcast by using the Socratic method. And I know lawyers and law students know what the Socratic method is because that is supposedly the gold star teaching method used in law schools. Essentially, it involves a professor cold calling a student, putting the student in the hot seat and asking question after question. It's an absolute joy from the professor's perspective. I'm not the professor here, and nobody here is a student, but here we go. Valerie, why don't you share with our audience why we created this podcast?
1: Thanks, Tiffany. Um, I appreciate the Socratic method. It brings me right back to first year law school, and and, and suddenly I have a, a little pit in my stomach, so hopefully I can answer this question correctly. Um, we decided to, to create this podcast as a group because al- although the four of us have different areas of legal expertise, we often have um, similar clients and uh, can get together and discuss the issues that those clients are facing and and together come up with strategies that draw on our different areas of legal expertise um, in order to come up with solutions. So this podcast is an opportunity for us to spot trends and also to provide the listeners with, we hope, some practical
0: uh, tips for how to deal with the legal challenges that we're all facing. That is a great way to put it. And obviously, Val had no problems with the Socratic method. Actually, Val and I went to the same law school, UC Hastings in San Francisco, and it's a great school and we have great training from there. Anyway, back to what we're talking about, Denise, what about you? What makes our podcast special?
2: Thank you, Tiffany. We we created this podcast now because businesses have a real desire for information in this challenging economic climate. We will discuss topics that reflect business and financial conditions and alert listeners to new developments in the law. Our podcast is a bit unique in that we don't focus on just one area of the law we bring together different areas of expertise, including litigation, bankruptcy, and regulatory licensing areas. And although we'll have different perspectives, we all emphasize providing business solutions in our practices that will be reflected in our
0: discussions. So Denise, you mentioned that we have different perspectives. So I'm gonna start with you first. What perspectives do you bring to our business roundtable?
2: Tell us a bit more. Sure. Um, I focus my practice on representing financial institutions um, and in a variety of disputes. I'm a shareholder in Buckhalter San Francisco office in the business and commercial litigation area. My clients include lenders of all types, uh, credit departments of major manufacturers and retailers, and equipment lessors. I co-chair Buck Equipment Leasing Group and speak on issues uh, relating to the leasing industry. And today, um, much of my practice is focusing on creditors' rights. And this includes prejudgment remedies, which are an effective tool at resolving disputes and which we'll discuss in further um, podcasts, including writs of attachment, writs of possession, and receivership. Um, I also focus on workouts and forbearance agreements and resolving uh, disputes in an efficient manner. Uh, I also uh, am focusing these days on fraud and fraudulent transfers uh, that occur uh, in the litigation and bankruptcy context, and we'll also explore those areas as well.
0: Thank you, Denise. Now we have not heard from Melissa Richards yet. Melissa is our expert in the financial services industry. Her practice focuses in regulatory compliance, licensing, and enterprise risk management. Her clients are engaged in residential and commercial mortgage, fintech, consumer and commercial lending, brokering, and loan servicing. Hi, Melissa
3: thank you tiffany and
0: hello listeners Uh,
3: indeed buckhalter is the ideal law platform for my uh, practice and client base the financial services industry is highly regulated with deep and technical compliance and licensing requirements over the last three decades i've advised the industry as both outside counsel and in-house as the chief legal officer of an independent mortgage company based in California. The financial services clients I represent, though, have a range of business issues. And the beauty of Buckhalter is that I am able to collaborate with so many of the practice groups and, and attorneys, Denise Field being one who I've worked closely with on a number of client matters involving commercial litigation, loan workout, uh, loan repurchase demand, uh, litigation, um, and um, bankruptcy, loan workout, uh, and company reorganization issues. It's, uh, it's a pleasure uh, practicing here at Buckhalter. Um, the reason why I chose this unique you know, compliance licensing risk management field all along is that it's engaging and it's always changing. And 2020 and 2021 are shaping up to certainly be that case again. Here in California, the Department of Business Oversight was renamed to be the Department of Financial Innovation and Protection uh, in fall of 2020. And it uh, it was also reconstituted as, uh, quote unquote, as the governor's office says, a mini CFPB. CFPB being a short acronym for the Federal uh, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Um, As reconstituted, this agency is now um, uh, focusing more on promoting innovation and financial services sector while enforcing against unfair and deceptive acts and abusive practices. Uh, committed or alleged to be committed by both licensed entities as well as unlicensed businesses here in the state of California in uh, the emerging financial services areas. And there are numerous uh, emerging areas uh, right now. At the same time, my practice focuses on what's going on at the federal level. And that's robust these days too. The uh, federal uh, consumer financial protection bureau is expected to get a new director in the Biden administration to oversee several pending, uh, close to final regulations, as well as newly finalized rules and policies, like the new uh, regulations on uh, debt collection practices. Finally, I wanna note that I publish new developments regularly on the Buckhalter website, on my profile page and on LinkedIn. On our next podcast, I will be discussing three new California uh, DFPI regulatory developments for this financial services industry in 2021.
0: Thank you, Melissa. I gotta say having Melissa's industry insights are very helpful. So part of my practice involves handling disputes between commercial landlords and tenants. And recently, I handled a very messy lease disputes where there is a mortgage and lender involvement, and I definitely sought Melissa's input to understand what a lender would do under that particular situation. I think generally, earlier this year, most landlords and tenants were focused on negotiating a rent abatement or rent deferral so that you know, they can get by the next few months. And so, over the summer, I worked with some tenants and landlords to prepare their lease amendments. At the time, people certainly did not know what to expect, so a lot of landlords and tenants were able to agree to some sort of a short-term deal. In the past month or so, though, I'm definitely seeing an uptick in litigation, or at least I'm seeing some serious threats of litigation. And obviously a lot of businesses are struggling. And I think it's gotten to a point where landlords are getting impatient that they're not getting paid. And I think the choice for a landlord or a business owner under these circumstances are not that simple because we're facing a situation that we have never faced before. And it's definitely a situation that is constantly evolving. And as their attorney, it's very important for me to monitor the court rulings and different city and county ordinances. And so I think this is why I like what I do. I have a business background, so I'm very mindful of the business decision-making process. And we have clients who are seeking guidance to navigate the legal process so that they can make a business decision that is most beneficial to them. So the legal and the business decisions are actually very much hand in hand and you cannot consider one without considering other. So now at this business law roundtable, we've heard different perspectives, including from the lender, from the litigator, and in compliance. And I don't want you to miss out on this final perspective that we have. And this is the person I call whenever I hear um, the B word, and by B word, it's bankruptcy. So Val, what's happening in the bankruptcy space lately?
1: Thank you, Tiffany. Um, Yes, my practice focuses very heavily on bankruptcy. Um, My number one rule is when you hear the B word, as Tiffany says, don't freak out, don't freak out. We're here, we can help you. Um, Oftentimes when a customer, a client, a counterparty has filed bankruptcy, it's actually an opportunity for you. Um, There's an organized procedure for you to go in and be heard. If there's been mismanagement, maybe a trustee can be put into place to help that company emerge. So it's it's not always the death knell. Um, So what do I do? I'm primarily a creditor's rights attorney, which means that I go in and help companies who um, have a counterparty who's in default, Um, who need help getting paid. And this includes landlords, um, licensors, trade vendors, secured lenders, all different kinds of creditors. Um, So to answer your question, Tiffany, 2020 has been an interesting year, and there's no doubt that bankruptcy is starting to, to heat up. And what we've seen in 2020 has been primarily Businesses who are impacted by the COVID 19 closures. So, businesses that really rely on consumer spending for revenues. Um, retail was huge in 2020. Um, J. Crew, Neiman Marcus, Tuesday morning, Pier One. Uh, JCPenney just emerged last week from bankruptcy. Um, and we're starting to see you know, gyms, movie theaters, those kinds of companies hitting Chapter 11. Um, And I think that there's actually another wave that's behind that set of companies. Um, I think that a lot of companies got sort of a lifeline in 2020 through, um, like you mentioned, Tiffany, uh, rent workout agreements, uh, loan workout agreements with their lenders and PPP loans. And those kinds of arrangements just aren't gonna last forever. And so I do think that we will see another wave of companies filing in 2021. So um, the B word, unfortunately, is gonna become more and more of a reality, I think for each of us. Um, There are things that you can do though. Um, I'm just gonna tease a little bit uh, an upcoming episode of the Business Law Roundtable. We will talk a bit about the strategies that you, uh, as a creditor, can employ if you think your customer counterparty tenant might be in financial distress, so please do stay
0: tuned for that. This is great. I think we've given our audience a sense of what our podcast is about, and we all have different perspectives based on our individual expertise. Together, we hope to share with you our knowledge about the latest legal issues that businesses are facing and how to prevent or solve these problems. In our next episode, hosted by Denise Field, Melissa Richards will talk to us about the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation's new rulemaking for 2021, covering the CFL license transition to the NM. LS online platform. Now obviously we'll need Melissa to tell us what those acronyms mean. She will also talk about early commercial loan disclosure requirements for a variety of transaction types having terms aligned with the Truth in Lending Act and the new consumer debt collector licensing and enforcement standards under the Rosenthal Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. We are obviously open to suggestions, so if you or your business is facing a situation that you want us to cover, please let us know at businesslawroundtable at Thank you.